welcome back to Capes and Japes, uh, the podcast that is future Elian's problem. Um, <laughs> we are coming to you live uh, from that good, good hotspot Wi-Fi. Um, Guess doing what? Doing our best. My internet's bad. I had to resort <laughs> to my mom's phone from work to do a Wi-Fi hotspot just so that I can talk to Olivia because... My, I couldn't just call you on the phone because my phone's at 41%. <laughs> These are, this is how much we care about putting our content out to you, the people of America. Everyone in America listens to our podcast. I mean, we must talk about Daniel Rand. Everybody needs to know about Daniel Rand. We have to spread the word of Daniel Rand. Today we are going to be talking about um, Daniel Rand, the immortal Iron Fist. But first, I was told you have a story about Scott Snyder for me. I do have a story about Scott Snyder for you. Do we want to... Because I didn't read comics this week again. So do okay. we want to just do that at the end? Okay, we'll save it for the end. I will tell you a quick figure skating story, though. That's I would very love that. pertinent. Please. Uh, there's this uh, Czech figure skater, Michael Brezina, that this past uh, season did his short program to like a martial arts sort of thing, like Kodo drums type oh deal. Gosh. And he wears like this almost a gi, I guess, and does mm-hmm. like little punchy kicky moves while he's skating. And he's <sighs> just this blonde white dude. And this whole season, I'm just like, oh, hey, it's Danny. Danny Rand. Danny Rand <laughs> Danny all Rand. nice. <laughs> Danny Rand all nice. Um, Alright, we're going to talk about Iron Fist. Um, It's going to... There's going to be a lot of this that's kind of like, yikes. Um, and I'm going <laughs> to wait until the end to like really unpack it. So just, like, hang in there with us. I'm going to be doing a lot of liberal air quotes around a lot of words oh, <laughs> that boy. come up. I'm excited for um, this. Yeah. So Daniel Rand, is a, he's, he's a good boy. It's just there's a lot <laughs> going on. Um, so uh, his father, Wendell Rand... Um, his father, Wendell Rand, was an orphan in the general vicinity of Tibet. And he was living on the streets. And he, but he was white. So I don't, I don't know why, how he got to Tibet. Wendell, what <laughs> um, are you doing? I, I don't know what he was doing. Man. His, his um, parents went to Tibet and brought Wendell with them. And then they were shot in Tibetan Crime Alley. <laughs> And <laughs> <laughs> yep, and then and that's how it happened. Um, he was taken in by a man named Orson Randall, and I don't know why they went with Randall as the last name for this man because it sounds a lot like Rand, and this other dude's name is Wendell, and I keep thinking Wendell Randall, and that's not right at all. Wendell Randall. Um, so it's a very confusing um, set of names. Um, but Orson Randall, at the time that Danny's father was a child, was the current Iron Fist. 
Um, and this is the current mythology. This is something that gets brought in later on. This like concept of Iron Fist being a like a thing that gets passed down from person to person instead of just being like you are the Iron Fist. <laughs> just um, it's it's a legacy, Danny. Not just like Danny showing up like, hey, guess what? I'm the Iron Fist. I did it. <laughs> you, you did so good that you are now the Iron Fist. Um, so he takes uh, Orson Randall, takes this boy to the place where Orson got his abilities, which is the mystical, the mystical city of uh, Kunlun, uh, which is named... I think after an actual like region of China, um, but they put some apostrophes in it, so it's different. Um, okay. And it's also not. It's it's technically a different dimension, and there's a portal to it that opens in the general area of Tibet, like once every ten years. So you can only access it you know, once every 10 years. Um, that seems really special. just, like, for a mystical porter, for a mystical portal, <laughs> that seems like not that much of a time. Like, you would expect a <laughs> mystical portal to be like every hundred years, every thousand years. No, just yeah, every, like... every 10 years, this mystical portal opens and you get to go to this different dimension. It's fine. It's normal. They need to go back there kind of a lot, so they couldn't make it every hundred years, because <laughs> then they then they wouldn't be able to use it for plot stuff. I guess. Um. um so he takes this he takes this boy to to Kunlun. He grows up there. Um. Event he has like a whole he like marries somebody there and they have a kid and then he like leaves. Um. Eventually he's like I don't, I want to go back to earth i guess since this is technically another dimension um but um he goes it doesn't count if it's in another dimension that's that's how it works um he goes back to america he meets a wealthy young woman named uh heather he marries her they have a son their son's name is danny um he you know starts a a corporation with his business par- partner, uh, Harold Meacham. He's got a great life. And when Danny's <laughs> like 10, he's like, uh, you know what? I want to I wanna show my family and my very trustworthy business partner, Harold Meacham, this place where I grew up. So we're all going on a trip to, uh, to the mystical city of Kunlun. This um, sounds like a great idea. It's a really good idea and nothing bad happens. I'm just kidding. It's a superhero story. So they uh they head off uh to Kunlun. Um except surprise, uh Harold Meacham is in love with uh Wendell's wife and he wants Wendell dead, so he like at like at some point like pushes him off a mountain or like sabotages his equipment or he's like grab my hand and Harold's like no um and Long he dies. live the king <laughs> exactly ah. um and then um he's like oh Heather I can save you and Danny and Heather's like 
fuck you. And then they go off by themselves and then they run into a pack of wolves and then she throws herself at the pack of wolves to save Danny's life. And then a bunch of like people from Kunlun are like, okay, uh, guess we gotta be responsible for this water bottle. <laughs> um, and uh, they take Danny um, back to Kunlun with them um, and they train him to do martial arts because that's what they do there is just martial arts just all the time we just train children how to punch real good punch so good um he he does he does real good at martial arts too that's a very important thing is that he's like the best there at martial arts well well (laughs) hey hey iron fist hey comics Hey, comic books. Anyway, Listen. We, we're saving this to the end. You already said that. Yeah, no. Um, but uh, so he he goes through this uh this ritual. They're like, you can become the Iron Fist if you kill this dragon. Um, and then it turns like once they. They decide that the like it's a recurring thing. They're like, oh yeah, the dragon is like, uh, it just like gets like reborn every generation. So there's like a bunch of dragons. Okay. Um, and they all get killed by Iron Fists. That seems like a really sucky life. Every ten it- years or so, somebody comes trying to kill you. Yep. Um. It's like, it, the dragon's name is uh, Sholau the Undying, which is not a very good name because he does die, like, a bunch. I mean, yeah, but he comes back. He comes back, so he sort of also is undying. Um, it's complicated. Um, but anyways, so uh, Danny figures out that the way to kill the dragon is uh, to, like, like cover up this the this mark on its body that's like the way it like draws energy um it's like its heart gets it its heart was like torn out of its body and you have to it like draws energy from the heart and so Danny like latches onto this like this mark on the dragon's body and then he gets a cool dragon shaped scar on his chest whoa yeah um <laughs> and then he, Yep. And then it just he, um, looks like a bad tattoo, though. It, it always just looks like a bad tattoo. It's so silly, which I like as like a character thing. Is he's like, I got this when I killed a dragon with my bare hands, and looks like it looks like you just got a you got drunk and you got a bad tattoo, like an ugly dragon tattoo, just in like a weird place. <laughs> Danny. You just got like this big dragon tattoo on your chest one night on a dare in college and like you did it and now you have to make it sound like cooler than it was <laughs> he killed an undying dragon um yeah and then um he gets the powers of the iron fist which means he can punch really good it involves involves this is air quotes now. He has he concentrates his chi oh boy. in his fists, and he uses that energy to do extreme punching. 
and um and then he goes back to America and he's like I'm going to I'm going to get revenge on the man who killed my father and then he goes to find Harold Meacham and Harold Meacham um it turns out did not have a very easy time um getting off the mountain and both of his legs had to be amputated um so Danny goes to find this man, and he's in a wheelchair with no legs, and Danny's like, I'm not gonna fight a man with no legs, I feel bad now. Um, and Meacham's like, kill me, and Danny's like, I, well, I can't now! Um, so he leaves. <laughs> it's like, but then, kill me, I killed your father. Yeah, but I feel bad. Just like, <laughs> okay, Danny, but he did kill your father. He did kill your father, but Dan, he's, he's a sensitive boy. But anyways, it doesn't matter because a different unnamed ninja comes in afterwards and kills him. And then okay. um, his daughter and his brother, the uh, Meacham's daughter and brother, both assume that Iron Fist did it. And they're like, we will stop you, Iron Fist. So that's fun. Um, anyways, and he's like, guess I'll be a superhero. <laughs> Got these good punches. Because, you know, what we have a shortage of is just superheroes that can punch real good. Just, like, so good at punching. But so all of this is happening in um, the early 70s, which we touched on during Luke Cage, but um, was brought on by the popularity of, like, uh, Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan, like, martial arts movies. Um, so they're like, we're gonna make a martial arts superhero. Um, they actually made a couple. There is a dude kind of around the same time, um, who is an actual Chinese dude, um, who does kung fu, but also, like, it's not, it's not great, because it's like a a Chinese kung fu master written by a bunch of white people. At least, like... If your inspiration is Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee, like, yeah, at least your character is not a white dude. It's like, hmm, Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee are really popular, but what if they were white? What if they were a white dude is the thing. Um, also inspired by um, an early, like a 40s non-Marvel character um, named... Amazing Man. Oh, um, boy. Which, I mean, like, it was the 40s. Like, they did have, like, Superman. Yeah. And Superman did stick around. Um, Amazing Man didn't so much, but he was also, like, oh, he was raised by monks in Tibet um, and trained to do, to have supernatural physical powers. Um and then I think eventually, like, Marvel gets the rights to this dude, and he they give him a different name than Amazing Man, but he shows up in some Iron Fist comics. <laughs> um, but so anyway, so they have this cool idea for, like, a martial arts-themed superhero, and for a while it's, like, good. And then it's not selling as well, because, like, the martial arts movie trend is sort of, like, on the decline. So they're like, well, we also have this character, Luke Cage, whose comic books aren't selling well because black exploitation movies are also like going out of fashion. So we're gonna put them in a comic book together. Um, and we talked about this in Luke Cage, but just 
you know, they, um, they, they meet because somebody, like, uh, kidnaps Danny's, uh, girlfriend, or tries to get Luke to kill Danny's girlfriend, Misty Knight, under, like, duress because they kidnap some people, and then, like, Luke and Danny, like, run into each other, and then they fight, and then they work together, and then they're like, we should, we should start a business, and they become the heroes for hire, um, and then during this, uh, Danny originally doesn't have, like, access to his family's company, or, but he, like, regains control of it, so then he has money again, but they still keep heroes for hiring, (laughs) which is, like, you could just give Luke the money. Hey, Luke, good news, I have a ton of money now. Anyway, what's our next Um, job? (laughs) Oh, Daniel. Um, and then, um, he does, he does a, runs around doing a bunch of other stuff. He does, he's mostly involved with Heroes for Hire, which, like, breaks apart and reforms a couple times. Um, he's on the New Avengers with Luke for a bit, and then I think he, um, he leaves at some point and then just kind of, like, keeps showing up. Basically, anytime, like, I mean, this is the same thing as Ted and Booster. Basically, anytime Luke's doing something, like, Danny's either there or mentioned. He just, like, pokes his head and he's like, hey, what's going on? You guys fighting some crime? <laughs> um, at one point, he, um, he does pretend to be Daredevil. Um, somebody hires him, not Matt. Somebody hires him during one of the many, many times that, um, Matt is outed as Daredevil, which we'll talk about when we talk about Daredevil. But one of these many, many, many times, somebody hires Danny to pretend to be Daredevil because they're like, look, Matt's here, but that's Daredevil. So Matt can't be Daredevil. I... (laughs) Um, so for a little bit, he's just Daredevil, which is fun. Which we also, Black Panther was also just Daredevil for a little bit. I feel like that's a little bit, uh, more noticeable. Unless, for whatever reason, they did, like, a full face mask. No, no, Black, I mean, T'Challa wasn't, like, pretending Oh, oh, okay, okay. Daredevil he was just so Daredevil. Much as, yeah, he just took over Daredevil's crime-fighting duties in Hell's Kitchen. Um, Danny was actually pretending to be Daredevil. (laughs) Hey, bud, I know you protect a country. Can you protect, like, these four blocks of New York for me? Thanks. (laughs) Just, I'll be right back. Um, yeah. So, the most noteworthy, or, or, like, the Iron Fist stuff I care the most about is, um, the series The Immortal Iron Fist, which is uh, co-written by Matt Fraction and um, I think Ed Brubaker. Yeah, Ed Brubaker. Um, two, uh, two Marvel dudes who I uh, have... Matt Fraction, best known for uh, the greatest Hawkeye comic of all time. <laughs> Matt Fraction, um, good. <laughs> Matt Fraction, good. Ed Brubaker, uh, best known for creating the character of the Winter Soldier. Um, not of Bucky, but, like, the concept of the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, so, good. Um, and drawn, uh, by David Aha, um, 
which is why it's so funny that, like, the running joke in Matt Fraction and David Aha's Hawkeye that people keep mistaking him for Iron Fist. God. I love it. I didn't know that, and I'm so glad I do yeah. now. It's it's really, it's extremely good. It's amazing. Um, but, so, uh, it follows, um, it does a lot of, like, stuff with, like, going back to Kunlun and, uh, some new stuff with the mythology. Mostly, um, it introduces the concept that, like, oh, Iron Fist is, like, a recurring title that's, like, gets, uh, passed from person to person, um, and it has, like, like, these little interlude issues that are, like, um, like, stories of, like, these past Iron Fists, um, most of whom, you could probably guess, are, like, Asian (laughs) and live in Asia, weirdly. Um, You know, for a thing that originates out of Tibet, you would think. Yeah, one would think. Um, but those, um, those are neat, and it's, like, it's a nice touch, and they're, like, it's an it's an effort and the stories are interesting um and they also i can't remember if it's in this or not um they may no i think it is in this that they like uh kind of make a big like uh he invests like a lot of his money in like you know helping out like youths in the city and stuff um and like doing you know actual work and not just like having money like yeah Um, i have money and i punch bad guys in the face okay there's some other stuff you could be doing uh (laughs) and arguably should be doing uh yes um it's called hang on let me see what it's called uh the Thunder Dojo in Harlem to help inner city children. Oh boy. Um, yeah, and he uh I mean, look, he's trying. And also he makes it, it a like a nonprofit organization, which is nice. He um, probably could have named it better. He could have named it better, but he th- he I mean, I got he does what he can, man. I guess. <laughs> he could have come up with a better name. He could have maybe like consulted luke on it yeah um, or like do you think this is <laughs> maybe pulled something name. about like from like his pet like maybe name it like the dragon dojo or something like you have <laughs> options here <laughs> no nope. from your own goddamn backstory he can't he forgot all of them um anyways yeah uh he uh trains another dude who he like mentors a new power man um and he uh they train like hope summers as an iron fist at some point um and i think currently there is another iron fist series running but i'm not sure who's doing it um and he is he has a um a marvel netflix show that i have not watched um (laughs) I've heard it's rough. I've heard it's it's a rough time, which we'll uh we'll touch on. He's in um The Defenders, which I did watch, and he's charming in it, but also, you know, the same 
uh, issues remain. Um, and I found out while I was reading stuff for this that um, in one of the Spider-Man cartoons, um, Luke and Danny are teens in it, and they're teen best friends, and they hang out with Spider-Man, and Danny is voiced by Greg Sipes. Oh um, my god. So... I have homework when I finish this. <laughs> which 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 Spider-Man cartoon? I'm gonna hold on. Let me see if I can find it. I have it somewhere on here. Um, Ultimate Spider-Man, which is the one where Drake Bell voices Spider-Man. Oh my god! And it ran. It's, it ran from 2012 to 2017, so... Apparently Greg Sipes also voiced uh, Danny in the Avengers Assemble cartoon, but I don't <laughs> think I watched the season that had Danny in it. Good for you, Greg. Um, Build that brand. So, like, the thing... Okay, the thing is, we're gonna... We're gonna talk about it now. The thing is, I like Danny. Like, absent from the mytho- like, Danny's, like, a likable guy. And he's, like, fun and charming and, like, friendly and, like, a little naive. And it's fun when he's with Luke because he's, like, I I grew up in another dimension and I have a million dollars and I don't know what anything is. <laughs> <laughs> Luke's like, oh my god, what's, like, what is wrong with you and it it is nice because there is I mean I think we talked about like with Ted like it's nice to have a character who's like a an inventor who's not like a total asshole and it is nice to have a character who's a superhero who has a lot of money who's not like a dick about it <laughs> it's just kind of like look at all this money I have wow <laughs> neat wow do you think I could swim in it like Scrooge McDuck? Danny, no. <laughs> Danny, no. Danny. Um, and, like, it is, it's, good. like, especially, like, he's very good paired with other people because, like, uh, there's a tendency for Dan- with Danny by himself for the mythology to, like, get a little, a little bit much. And for him to get kind of, like, a little too caught up in it. Um, but when there's somebody else who's like, the freaking, the dragon thing looks dumb. It looks silly. You look like a white dude with a dragon tattoo. <laughs> um, like, it, I mean, it, it, it helps. And he and Luke are so good. But the thing is, this is. A white dude who went to a mystical city that, while technically not an actual city because it's from another dimension, is obviously based on a mythologized version of actual Asian culture. Um, he went there and he was better at martial arts than anybody who was there. And then he won their special magic martial arts powers and came back to America and was 
the best at martial arts and goes around telling people about how he's focusing his chi into his hands because he defeated this immortal dragon um, with the help of his teacher, uh, Lei Kung. And it's, it's, it is rough. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, not even, just, this probably isn't on topic, but I'm just, yeah. One, how, I'm assuming he's not the only person who was being trained at this temple, and there were probably people who were trained at that temple since birth and have, like, such yeah. a head start. They must be fucking pissed that this boy comes in here and wins the this iron, like, wins the iron fist powers. And then two, he just leaves. I'm assuming, I like, the iron fist has some sort of duty to the temple or the dimension or something, and he's just like, okay, cool, bye. <laughs> anyway, you're not going to get another one of these until the dragon regenerates or whatever, but see ya. Yeah. I'm... I do think I do think the intent of Iron Fist is to just sort of like do good in a general sense. But then he does also spend a lot of time just like, hey, who wants to pay me to punch stuff? I punch so good. Give me money and I'll punch something. Um which is uh whack. And like this is obviously not the only story um, about, in comics or outside of comics, about, like, a white dude gaining, like, magical powers from a culture that he's not a part of because he was, like, better than anybody else who actually belonged to that culture at the thing that they do. Sadly, this is not exclusive to Danny. Um, <laughs> Looking at you, Doctor Strange. Fucking Doctor... Yeah! Yeah! Doctor Strange does it in... Do <laughs> Doctor Strange has the disadvantage of being a much less likable character than Danny. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, just, I give him even... He's got all the problems of Danny Rand, but he's also an asshole. <laughs> just a dick. Um, and, like, you know, not the only, like, white character who has, like the trappings of, you know, Asian, Asian culture, like that, like that figure skater. Um, <laughs> like, to but, be fair, though, I don't know anything about Michael Brezina except what I have seen during competitions. He could be a totally cool dude who actually did his research, but like, mm, I'm gonna post yeah. a picture of this guy in this outfit on in our show notes. And yeah. oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, like, it's it's just, like, it's not, it's not a good look. And the thing is, it's, like, it's so central to Danny's look, and, like, continues to be so in 2018, and is, like, the whole thing of his mythology. Um, and it's, like, really? Um... Which is, like, I think, like, most people's problems, problem with the Netflix show was, like, the fact that they're, like, okay, so, like, this is in the Netflix continuity, so, like, you can do whatever you want with it, 
right? You can do whatever you want. They're like, I think we're just going to keep it the same. Yeah, I think like, the same is good. You have the chance to update it, and you have the chance to maybe mm, cast an Asian American actor in it. Yes. But no, they don't. They don't. They could have. It would have been pretty easy. Yeah. Um, like, but which is like, if he's Asian American, why is his name Danny Rand? Yo. <laughs> People can have all kinds of names, as it turns out. <laughs> People can... People's parents can have different names. People yeah. can change their names. People's names come from all kinds of places. It's wild. Yeah. It's so weird how that happens. Um... Yeah, that's, I mean, that, that was, like, the main, I feel like most people listening to this are, like, familiar with the, the hullabaloo around Iron Fist when it came out, but, like, most people were like, okay, if you're gonna do this, like, super whack, like, racist backstory where it's like, oh, it's like, you know, sort of China, but not really China, and we're using all these fantasy made-up names, and it's another dimension, and, like, we just, like, pulled stuff from, like, a bunch of different cultures, and we were like, this is cool, right? Um, they're like, you could, like, you could at least have it so that, you know, it's an actual dude with some Asian heritage, like, yeah. trying to come to terms with, like, no, you know, what is, like, what does this mean? Like, how does this affect my identity? But it's still a white dude who's, like, just the best at it. Um, and, like, in the comics, I get... I mean, I understand why this is difficult. Because, like, Danny is a character who's been around for, like, 40 years. Yeah. I get Jesus. Um and that's a long time. And like has like, you know, a lot of backstory and is like a likable character that like people enjoy. Um and it's uh I mean it would be tough, you know, if you were to like make Danny a different if you were to be like, oh Danny is Asian in this version and has been the whole time, then that is, you know, you do have to go back and, like, change his entire life from this point. Yeah, I mean... Because it's, like, he's had a different experience. Um, It's definitely more difficult, but, like, when you are doing things in a different continuity, like, if they had a, like, they're doing, like, what, Marvel Legacy now, where they're just Marvel kind of... Legacy is the current name of the thing. Yeah, like, I have him pass down the th- the mantle yeah, to that's somebody who honestly... is Asian American. It's not that that's... hard, Marvel. Yeah, that's honestly what I think would be, like, the most straightforward thing. Like, let... Danny return or honestly he can keep fighting crime he'll just do regular punches just let him be like regular punch man (laughs) um that's very close to one punch man one punch man I'm Danny Rand one punch man hey Luke can I do one punch man he's like that's taken and it's an anime so you're like kind of doing the (laughs) same thing again Daniel Daniel no just, um, this is fine, right? 
Danny. Danny. Um, like, you don't even, it does, just, you, just make a new, I think, like, Colleen's been brought up a few times. Colleen Wing, who is, like, a recurring character in, like, kind of Danny and Luke's world, who hangs around with Missy Knight a lot, who is, like, a Japanese-American and comes from, like, her family was, like, samurai, um, because that's the only thing you can be in Japan. I um, guess. <laughs> people have been like, maybe Colleen could be Iron Fist. And it's like, ideally, I would rather have it be, like, someone with Chinese heritage, because that's, like, yeah. the most prevalent thing. But, like, it would be better. And yeah, also, like, she's a girl and she rules. Right. Um, So those are both good. Yeah, conflating um, Asian identities is a whole other bucket of fish. But, it is uh, a big thing. Um, but, like, just just make make a new... Just make a new kid. Make a new person. And they can be Iron Fist. And they can be Asian. Of Asian descent. In some way. And then... Danny can help teach them how to do Iron Fist good. And they can be like, Hey, it is, like, super whack and racist that you did this for so long. Like, I guess it wasn't racist of you to do this, maybe, but it was, like, pretty whack that at no point you were like, it's weird. This is a weird situation. Yeah, and didn't Danny's dad have another child in the mystical city? Yes, I don't... I don't have any other details on that, on if it, where, yeah, if they lived there, if they left, I don't know. You could, it would be so easy <laughs> to hey, be look. like, oh yeah, hey. Danny's half-brother had a child who has then immigrated to America, has looked up Danny finds Danny and is like, yo, I grew up in this mystical city that you were trained in, and I want to fight crime with you. It would be really good. Like, genuinely, like, not just, like, as, like, it would be a good thing to do for this busted mythos, but it would be, like, a cool comic book. Hey, hey, Marvel, hey, Marvel, here's my pitch for an Iron Love Fist it. comic book. Danny's half-brother or half-sister, whoever is still in this mystical city, gets married, has a child. That child grows up in this temple, learns how to punch real good, gets so good, Iron Fist powers, and then learns about, like, somehow through, like, the every ten years wormhole or something, word gets through that Daniel Rand is off in America as the Iron Fist or whatever. Like... <laughs> <laughs> the Iron Fist or whatever. Well, the the or yeah. whatever was <laughs> because I suddenly realized that I don't know if Danny still has a secret identity or not. <laughs> so... <laughs> I have no idea what's going on with these fools ever. I mean, like, probably not. But They're so somebody learned about the Iron Fist and was like, hey, somebody's being an Iron Fist in America in this other dimension. 
maybe it is your half uncle or however genetics work lineage whatever <laughs> and maybe we should figure out what's going on in there go to america figure out what's up if this is actually like one of the previous iron fists or whatever because we seriously lost track of this guy and we want to check in <laughs> uh, he just fucked right off <laughs> so go figure out what's his deal and then like i i'm now it's it's a girl that's what okay. my, my that's what my brain is doing so she Perfect. goes I love and her. finds Danny and she's like yo what's up i'm the iron fist are you also the iron fist <laughs> cuz <laughs> why did you just fucking leave you have responsibilities probably <laughs> <laughs> that now are my responsibilities because I am also the Iron Fist. What's up? We should go back. And Danny's like, but I don't want to go back. I have friends here. <laughs> this is Luke. <laughs> he named his daughter after me. And then this girl's just like, yeah, okay, that's fair. Anyway, what's America about? I don't know what <laughs> any of this stuff is. Is this money? What does money do? <laughs> You can have the same exact fun things about Danny and have it not be bunk shit. It would rule. Anyways. um, If anybody listening has any connections with Marvel, please send them this episode. Please. (laughs) I don't want money or credits or anything. I just want this to happen. Please. I would like a credit. I didn't even pitch this. <laughs> Put me on it anyways. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. It would be really good. It's, it would, it's not, it's not that hard to make it not busted. It's just that comics is, like, so caught up in its own status quo. Um, that they just, they just keep on digging. Um, it's so weird with comics how they never really want to change anything in any important way, and then they always have, like, these big events that change everything. Yeah, and then they're like, we changed, we changed our minds, actually. It's all back now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird how they do that. It's wild. Um, sorry this episode... (laughs) got kind of mad (laughs) comics are whack sometimes hey yeah please listen to our comic book episode about uh danny rand it gets kind of bitter at the end there but listen it's it's because it's because we care um you should tell me about scott snyder because (laughs) that'll give that'll give me hope for comic books okay so um since you have now gotten your present, I can tell this story. Yes. Elion, for my birthday, gave me a signed copy of Black Mirror by Scott Snyder, um, and it ruled. Because uh, I went to the Scott Snyder um, panel where he just mm-hmm. answered everybody's questions and kind of didn't answer some questions because he got sidetracked with other things <laughs> that he wanted to say. Um, yeah. Which was amazing to just sit there and listen to. Um, But at the end, he was like, okay, I'm going to try to, like, 
sign as many things as possible, but we have to, like, don't come up to the stage to get things signed. Go wait outside, because we have to clear out this room, because there's another <laughs> panel that's going to be in here, and I'm already over my time, and they're telling me to leave. Oh. So, like, outside, like, we kind of get this big old, like, kind of half line, half group of people just kind of waiting outside. <laughs> and Scott comes out and, um, like, right, like, he signs, like, a single book. And then <laughs> event staff comes over and was like, hey, <laughs> you can't do this here. <laughs> You're going to have to go back to your table. Like, nothing's signed up. Like, nothing's set up for anybody to sign here. You cannot no. sign here. And Scott's like, but we don't have a table. <laughs> And this event, this poor event staff, like, faced with this popular creator and a crowd of people who want their things signed, are just, it's just like, I'm so sorry, like, you just can't do this here, you're gonna have to do this somewhere else, please just leave. <laughs> and so, like, Scott has this conversation with, um, like, probably his handler, I did not catch their name, but has this conversation with this person and they're just like, well, we could, we could go down to Artist Alley where like this other creator is doing some signing and maybe they'll let you sit there for a little bit <laughs> and sign things. So Scott's like, all right, we're going to head down to Artist Alley, like a whatever, um, and word passes down the line, and he's like, and I'm going to sign every, like, I'm going to sign as much as I can on the way there. So <laughs> there's just a big crowd of people following Scott Snyder. Oh, my God. And, like, like having little, like, small conversations with him and everything, like, as we're walking and, um, like, just kind of handing him things and getting things signed. And it's just kind of like... At one point, we get to the stairs, <laughs> and we start going down the stairs, and there's, like, this, everybody's just kind of like, oh, man, this is super dangerous, but, like, we're still just following him down the stairs. <laughs> and, like, we, when we get to the stairs, everybody just kind of, like, word passes back, just, like, careful on the stairs. <laughs> everybody be careful on the stairs, we're going down the stairs. <laughs> and, like, I... It was so funny, because, like, everybody oh was super God. chill. Like, nobody was, like, pushing against everybody. Like, we all kind of figured, like, we're all going to get a turn. He's going to make sure that he signs oh. everything he can. And luckily, I was pretty, like, close up to the front of this big old group, because I am very small. <laughs> oh no! I'm just like I'm small, but I'm determined. I gotta get this signed for Olivia's birthday. <laughs> oh! And so like I get it signed, and I'm like, all right, break off, like, because we were going down like two flights of stairs, and oh I got mine God. signed like right at the second landing. So I was like, all right, break off, go down a different set of stairs. <laughs> Oh man! 
them. It was amazing. I loved it. But just like, all right, we're going to sign everything. You can't sign anything here. Okay, we're going to do this while we walk. All right. (laughs) Everybody follow me. God, I love Scott Snyder, the Pied Piper of Batman. It was so good. That's, That's incredible. That did indeed restore my faith and joy in comics <laughs> books. Thanks. You're welcome. Did you read any comics this week? Um, I did read comics. This was a um this was a good week uh for comics for me personally, um because New Super Sons came out, um which is always amazing and a new Batman came out featuring a uh, perennial podcast favorite Booster Gold. Nice. Um, a new issue of Nightwing in which um, he, like, he has to work together with Damien and Roy. Oh my god. <laughs> and they spend the whole time arguing with each other. Um, and it rules. Um, and um, this was also uh, the big week uh, where uh, we celebrated... Uh, the 80th anniversary of Superman. Um, so uh, they came out with uh, Action Comics number 1000, the 1000th issue of Action Comics, um, which was just like a bunch of uh, short stories from pretty much every like current DC creator. Um, Tom, oh uh, Tom King had one in it that got, like, posted online, like, sev- like not, like, leaked, just, like, shared online as, like, a preview, like, uh, several months ago, and it made me cry when I saw it the first time, and it made me cry again. Um, and, uh, it was also, uh, Tomasi and Gleason's last issue of Actual Superman, um, because... Brian Michael Bendis is going to be taking over, I think, both Superman and Action Comics. I think first they're doing, huh. like, a little, like, a Man of Steel miniseries by him, and then he's going to be writing both of them, if I'm not mistaken. Interesting. Um, yes. But, um, if you, um, if you want some good, uh, Superman content, um, then Action Comics 1000 is, like, it's like a I think it's, like, 80 pages, so it's, like, a thick, like, not, oh like, trade size, but, like, a thick comic book. Um, <laughs> Ooh, and she thick. Yeah, she thick. Um, and it's got some, um, it's got some sad stories and some touching stories and some funny stories. Um, and it's just, it's nice. It's just a bunch of people who clearly really like Superman writing about Superman. So, um. Nice. If, you want to read some nice Superman stories, you might enjoy that. I do um, want to read some nice Superman stories. Who doesn't? <laughs> um, we also... So that's uh, that's comic books. We also have uh, some people to shout out. Um, this is a little bit late, I think, because we recorded last week's episode early. Um, so we weren't ignoring your review... <laughs> <laughs> we just recorded before you posted them, but we'll um talk about them now. Um my um my friend 
Kaylee left a very sweet review. Um, thank you, Kaylee. I appreciate it a lot. Um, and we also had one from, um, oh boy, there, there's, I can't, I can't pronounce this. All right. Let me try. Let me try. Let me try. Okay. Sure. Let me pull it up. Um, it's from FBFCF. That that's 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 what it is. Um, <laughs> if you if that is your name, if I, that's you, uh, if that's you, <laughs> if that's your name, I apologize if we pronounced it wrong. If that's a secret code that we didn't understand, I'm sorry for that. Um, but thank you so much for your very kind review. Um, I'm so glad that we got you to enjoy Squirrel Girl. Um, I'm, I'm so glad, glad you... you can pretend to know things about Hawkeye. <laughs> it's so important to pretend to know things about Hawkeye. Especially um, when Infinity War is coming out soon. Where is he? Yeah. Are where... they just... Are they gonna kill him? Are they not showing him in any of the promotional material because he's gonna be Ronin? Who knows? Is he stuck under a tractor? Maybe. It could be. It's statistically possible. The most important thing to know about Hawkeye is, where's Hawkeye in Infinity War? We don't know. Um, <laughs> we don't know. And um, I'm so glad you enjoy our McElroy references. They just kind of spring unbidden out of us at this point. <laughs> they just sort of happen. They just sort of do. But thank you so, so, so very much um, for rating and reviewing us to everyone who has rated and or reviewed us. Um, If you would also like to get a shout out or if you even if you have no ulterior motivations and you just want like to let people know that you enjoy this podcast, you should also leave uh, a rating and a review for us wherever you listen. Um, it would, I would, we would both appreciate that a lot. Um, other things you can do that we would appreciate is you can suggest us to a friend. If you're feeling very appreciative, you could leave us a tip in our tip jar. Um, you can say hi to us on any of our social media, uh, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, all of those are just under capes and japes, all one word. Um, you can send us an email at capesandjapes at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments or suggestions or you want recommendations. Um, any of those things we can do for you to the best of our ability. <laughs> um, and yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening. Did you, do you have anything else? Uh, no, I think you covered it. Catch right. us next week. Hell yeah. Uh, as always, um, I've been Olivia. And I have been Elion. Kiss me sexy Batman. Kiss me sexy Batman.